So, I have been thinking to create an engaging and interesting intro for you to listen to, but no, nothing will let me do it. My doctor just called me, then my husband texted me that the IKEA delivery guy came, um, my son just, just being himself, and I'm just wondering, hey, where do the cool podcasters hang out nowadays, huh? Can I just breathe? Welcome to the Embarrassing Diary. So, I have been thinking for a very long time to create a podcast. A place where I can share embarrassing stories, but also transformative ones that can help others heal and laugh together. The idea popped into my head in a peculiar way. I was thinking it would be a great opportunity to add some content creation skills on my CV. And in fact, I even had the great idea to share this podcast with uh, LinkedIn. And I thought that great leaders and CEOs would be highly interested and inspired to listen to those stories. However, after some deep thought, I realized that this can truly not happen. Because the last thing that Bill Gates would want to do is to hear a random lady like me. But how about the poor people out there, the jobless ones, the outcasts, the ones incapable of creating long-lasting relationships, people like you and people like me? So then this idea popped into my head, hey, why not create a stupid podcast that nobody will probably listen to, probably not even my mother. For those who don't know me, my name is Zoe, I am 32 years old and I'm from Greece. In this episode, I'm going to share my personal story of how I experienced the first year of motherhood and how I faced a very ugly monster called postpartum depression. It was actually hard initially to share this story with the world as it's a deeply personal one, but Spotify offered me 20,000 euros to share it with the world. Just kidding. It wasn't 20,000, it was 1,000 euros. All right, I am really, really messing with you. Actually, Spotify, Spotify. For my Brazilian French, Spotify. I actually had some friends that they call it Spotify. It's not a joke. Um, so actually, Spotify, Spotify asked me to pay from my own pocket to advertise this podcast. So here you have it, almost nothing to gain and everything to lose. Um, a chance to ridiculate myself and get cancelled or go to prison. <laughs> Yeah, yep. And you might ask at this point, is this a podcast about new mothers? Is it about healing journey? Is it about vaginas? Um, it's a little bit of everything, but at the same time, it's, it's something that everyone should be interested, you know? Men too. Men is a target group of this conversation too, because you all came out of a vagina. Okay, don't forget that. Don't be a misogynist. Love your mama's vagina. Okay? Thank you. So have fun. I hope you will really enjoy this podcast. And if you do, please make sure to give it some love. And if after this conversation you will miss your mama, I hope you will do, then please give her a call and tell her, Mama, I love you. so hard to describe who the first guest of this discussion is but it's not actually a specialist on the field he's not a scientist he's not someone famous he's not a celebrity but he's someone 
that he's really deeply connected with me. He's a father, a partner, um, a lover. <laughs> he works out. He loves a good steak. That is his favorite thing to do in the world. And he's someone really suitable for today's discussion. Hello, everyone. This is my husband. And in case you ask, this is the best I could do because that's the budget of the podcast. Okay, so please don't judge me. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> you almost forgot to reply. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that you're supposed to reply to hello. We're recording. We're recording. So, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? <laughs> I'm doing really well. So, the first question I wanted to ask you is, how do you feel about being a dad? I feel good. Yeah. Do you like it? Do you enjoy it? Yeah, I think it's fun. How do you feel about being a mother? I feel. I feel great right now. I didn't like it at the beginning. It took some time to to start feeling it and start liking it and yeah you know at the beginning the first few months were hard but after some point it started getting really nicer you mean you have amnesia from the first year because <laughs> you literally were so exhausted you didn't sleep for a second and you were losing it the whole time so indeed i can confirm that it was a difficult period so the first time that i realized things were not okay is when i went back to work I felt like everything was so stressed and people wanted literally to harm me and my baby. But we had a whole plan. Like we delayed the baby going to daycare and we had my mom here to help us. And still, yeah. my mom was in the other room yeah. with the baby. So she was really taking care of him well. She's an educator of 40 years and she's highly, highly capable of taking care of a child. And yet still you were in that moment feeling that she will hurt you or she'll take him from you or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 100% what you're saying. Even though she came to help us on my transition back to work, which was after five months, I was still feeling threatened by my mother-in-law, who is amazing, that she will, she will want the baby for herself. Which is so weird, right? Like, she's the grandma. Like, she had four kids. She doesn't want any <laughs> extra babies. But this, I think... Did you realize at that moment that, that something was off with me? Like something is not 100% okay? Well, nobody thought, nobody talks about this. So I, I didn't know, I didn't know what to look for and what was normal and what was not normal and what was, you know, the baby blues and what was mm. depression. So I, I didn't know, like I, I didn't understand that, you know, where, where that, line is you know yeah. where, where, where does it where is it not normal anymore to feel like this yeah and did your mom tell you anything did she notice something i i think she noticed yeah i think maybe she was a little bit more aware than i than mm. i was and she was like telling me yeah you have to be gentle with her and you have to be very kind mm. and just you know give be just be patient she was saying all the time be patient be patient you know yeah. just don't pressure her with anything right now and right now she just needs you to be there for her so mm -hmm. I think she knew more than I did, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think what happened next is that I stopped working because I was really not okay. And then I went to the doctor and to the therapist and they did confirm that, yep. Well, actually, no, like we, we didn't know what to do and mm -hmm. we called our friends and we said, oh yeah, we had a whole... Intervention. <laughs> catharsis of realizing mm -hmm. like this will not work we had a plan and 
The idea and he was, was supposed to go to daycare at six and a half months. And th- we had a whole plan. And we said, mm-hmm. this is what we're going to do. We paid for our daycare. There's no way to cancel our daycare. Like, it's, this is a contract. It's it written written yeah. into our skin. Like, it's literally <laughs> the holiest of contracts. <laughs> and and it's so expensive. Uh, expensive. Like, like, you... You, we need to have a liver, like uh, a yeah. kidney, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, out. I've been donating blood and semen ever <laughs> since. <laughs> Many other babies out there that we don't know. <laughs> Fatherless babies. But the, yeah, but anyway, my point was that we didn't understand what was happening. So mm. we called our friends and, and they had recently been on sick leave here in this country. And Yeah, but I, I want to say something. They were able, because they don't have kids and they know us, they were able to see as observers that we were not okay and to see a holistic overview of, us, of what was happening. And then our friend said, yeah, I think you're not okay. You should really call sick. Like, you're, and you need to see someone, right? Yeah, it, indeed. They were just basically saying, like, this is, this is not about y- you wanting to care, take care of your child. It's about you not being well. Mm, that, yeah, was, that was that the was key. Pivotal. That was the key part of it. Like just helping you understand that you're not well in that moment, and you need to take time to take care of yourself so that you can then be a good mother and a good functioning part of the society. Because in mm. that moment, you were just falling apart, and I was falling apart with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you feel during this period? I was exhausted. Yeah, you were really tired. I remember. And then we went to a therapist. The first therapist we actually did. I did <laughs> EMDR. I wasn't there. And he was, oh my God. So if you don't know what's an EMDR, yeah, it's it's a bit scary. It's a light that helps you revote, suppress memories and actually helps you heal from trauma. And we didn't know that I had actually uh, trauma from birth because uh, that's another discussion on another podcast, but the birth didn't go as well. Anyway, so... Uh, yeah, there were a lot of things that came out in, in the EMDR, but it was too intense and then it made me really aggressive and I started smashing things and I've never come... There is still Pepsi on the <laughs> wall. <laughs> oh my God, I've never been like this. And I, I knew that that was something was off because I don't behave like this. I'm a very kind person, right? <laughs> I'm very gentle. Okay, I, I am. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I beat you. <laughs> occasionally but only once a month <laughs> and then yeah and then what happened I changed the therapist and then the second therapist said yes I can tell there are definitely signs of postpartum depression and we started a really really good therapy with CBT cognitive behavioral therapy So the CBD started, everything was fine. And the first thing that I started doing, which I've never done in my life, was starting to row cycle. I was cycling also on a bike that you, you bought me for my birthday when I was pregnant. I bought you a very expensive bike <laughs> and you used it like... 10 times, 10 like 5 times. times. Yeah, but it was, it was a nice bike. It was a nice bike, yeah. But when it comes to like this weird spinning bike thing it's better to do it in a crowd i guess in the session i i didn't want to go out i didn't want to go anywhere with with public transportation with people i i hated it i was so self-conscious but then i was on the bike and then i don't know i was i was watching a video of of a trainer saying what do you really want to achieve who do you want to be (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, all of this, all of this motivational speech that I'm like, ah, fuck this shit. I need to go to the class. And I started going to Rocycle and I started losing weight. Yeah, no, I mean, when you did Rocycle, it was fine. And I was thinking, oh, she's going to do Rocycle. Like, it's her thing. Yeah. Uh, I usually, I do, I do weight training. So I go to the gym and I, you know, I just do normal you know, squats and deadlifts and bench press and pull-ups and all this good stuff. And I've tried to convince you in the past, like, hey, you know, you want to go to the gym with me? You know, it's really fun and everybody loves it. You know, it's great. And I failed, you know, every time I tried, I failed. And you were like, ugh, I hate this, you know, it's not my thing. And then I was thinking, like, let her do row cycle. It's great, you know. It's better than doing nothing, you know, sitting on the couch. Yeah, yeah. I was doing recycle and then I was getting bored of it and I was like, oh, this is not really helping me. And I, I realized that actually I had gained a lot of weight with the pregnancy and that was a huge factor that was putting my confidence down. And then I remember one day I just woke up and I told you, baby, I need to lift some weight. <laughs> yeah, that was so weird. All of a sudden you're like, I want to lift weights. So yeah. I still don't know where this comes from. I have no idea. No idea. It was just a click like mental click and I said okay this is boring like no offense to whoever does cycling you know you do you boo but I was like okay I need to lift something heavy I actually you know what it was I felt like once we went to the gym and maybe it's an ego thing but once I started lifting heavy I felt like I had the confidence of a man it's a bit weird but I I guess I I needed to acquire this confidence there's something primal about lifting something heavy it's like let's say you lift a heavy rock off the ground you know like it's there's something satisfying in our deep in our deepest part of our brain and tells you good job you did good you left something heavy <laughs> you know and your brain tells you yeah and then <laughs> i don't know what it is and then you you squat something heavy and your brain is like oh yeah you're doing real good now <laughs> and then when you come in and you're lifting something above your head your brain's like whoa what? dude yeah. so I don't know what it is but it's just there's, it's a trigger in your brain yeah. and especially when it's heavy and especially when you're like ooh I'm struggling a little bit right now that's where your brain is like yeah baby indeed indeed I agree 100% like the more the, the more you push through the weights I don't know it feels a little bit empowering and that's what I really needed at that moment I felt amazing amazing and I started losing massive weight I can even say now I lost around 20 kilos. Like it was insane. And I started for the first time understanding how to build muscle, which I had no idea how to do. And for some reason, nobody has ever told me that, okay, you're a woman, you can also build muscle. All I would see on social media is like, women are not, it's not okay to have a lot of muscle because you look like Svajanegger. Long and lean, they always say for women, long and lean. Yeah, and they never actually say um, strong and sporty. Yeah, and you no, don't no. need to be slim you don't need to be an excess you just I don't know Yeah, you're not just gonna naturally blow up into your muscles like and become huge it just doesn't happen like yeah. that it takes so much work and if you do end up being very muscular you clearly want that because it takes so much effort it takes years to get to that point mm. so yeah it's it's really just about being strong and being strong independent woman <laughs> exactly So after all of this, we have the CBD, we have working out, we have losing weight. I felt like 
towards the end on June this summer after our baby became one year old that things started feeling much 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 better like a huge weight was off of my shoulder also the baby was much more independent he didn't want to just be on top of me and with me he also was okay to spend some time with you in fact if you try to hug him he will probably punch you yeah right now he only wants you (laughs) well he doesn't want to be hugged anymore he's an independent little toddler who doesn't want to be touched we're in this point right now so i wanted to ask you now that you have the wisdom of someone who went through it what advice would you give to someone a partner out there who their girlfriend wife boo-boo whatever is pregnant and they expect their first baby most likely because the second baby they will know <laughs> they don't need us i guess i would just tell them to try and be present in that moment and try to be as patient as possible and just try to take over whatever you possibly can obviously you can't take over everything there's you know you can't breastfeed as a father unfortunately even though you would want to say hey just take a nap right now and I'll, I'll handle it you know mm-hmm. you can't you can't do that so whatever you can do just do those things you know just prepare everything clean everything you know what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. you um, what advice would you give to a new mother so actually recently I was at um, a gathering and a young girl younger <laughs> younger than me we were discussing about this and she told me that she has a tendency to get easily depressed and therefore she was very scared that she would get postpartum depression once she would get her baby and she was asking my advice and I'm not an expert on the field I can only say about my personal experience but I think that indeed if you have a tendency to get depressed there's a high chance that you'll get it or if your mom had it, as far as I read. But nevertheless, the fact that you are so capable of even thinking about it and analyzing it up in front and asking for help when you need it, that means already you're halfway there. You're so strong and so empowered by this choice that you're making. And the moment when you will actually heal, it will be fucking amazing. So... This is not a conversation to discourage people from getting pregnant or having kids. This is the exact opposite, to make couples feel better about, you know, it's it's very humane to feel this thing, to go through this, and that's okay, and it's absolutely okay. Yeah, I guess you're trying to acknowledge that the first year is hard, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's what you're trying to say, and you just want to also make a point that in the end, this part will pass. Mm, and yeah. you will then realize that you have an amazing family mm. and that you're building something beautiful together. And that's what matters in the end, right? Yeah, and there's, there's nothing to be ashamed of. You know, there's a lot of stigma around talking about it. And my mom told me, oh, I also had it, but I didn't say it to anyone. And, you know, nowadays, thank God we have platforms or everything, social media. Well, I don't like everything on social media, but at least we can share our stories and we can be honest with the world and say, that's that's okay, that happens. Your body needs to heal. Your whole relationship goes through under a huge transformation and you need to try harder, harder than before. But at the end of the day, what it's going to come out of it is a beautiful foundation because essentially the first year you're building yourself, but also you're building a, a family. So yeah, thank you so much for being here today. And I hope you feel a new version of 2.0. Thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure. 
favorite story that you want to share with the world and be part of this podcast? Then go to the description of this episode and send us an email and one member of our team will come back to you shortly. And that probably will be me. Please make sure to follow us and subscribe and see you next time. Thank you.